All right, everybody say good morning, Pastor Baldo. Good morning, all my hairy-headed little friends. Look at all that beautiful hair out there. I am so jealous, man. All right, parents, it's okay. You can say it too. Say good morning, Pastor Baldo. Thank you, thank you. See, the first time, I don't think very many of your parents were participating, kids, and that's what today is all about. You guys brought your parents to church today, and so look at your parents and say, you've got to participate. Now look at your other parent, if somebody else is with you, and say, you've got to participate too. That's right. You guys have got to help me because, listen, even though you guys were here all week and I was here all week and a lot of our amazing volunteers were here all week, your parents weren't here. So they didn't get to hear a lot of the great Bible stories and all of the things that we learned today. And so we're going to make sure that they learn everything that you guys got to learn this week. And I am going to need your help to help teach them what it is that we learned. Deal? Deal. All right, here we go. Everybody say, ready, set, set, move. That's it. That's what it was all about, was ready, set, move. All week long, we have been learning about getting ready and set to move where it is that Jesus leads us on this journey of life. And so we're learning to trust him. The key verse that we used all week long was Hebrews 11, I mean 12, verse 2. And most of you guys even memorized it, and you could say it, right? But let's all say it together because your parents weren't here. Say, let us keep looking to Jesus. Say, he is the one who started this journey of faith. And he is the one who completes the journey of faith. Hebrews 12, 2. This is what we have been talking about all week long, learning to trust Jesus with where it is that he leads us on this journey of life. And so we're going to quickly just kind of recap what we learned each day of the week and put it all together because what we were learning comes straight out of God's word. And God's word is not just, of course, for our kids. It's for us as adults. And so everything that they were learning applies to our lives as well. And so I hope that we all have our listening ears on and our hearts open to what Jesus wants to say to us through his word this morning. Everybody say day one. On day one, we learned about how Jesus had 12 men who followed, like literally followed Jesus around everywhere for about three years during his earthly ministry. Kids, what were those guys' names? The 12 what? Disciples, right? Everybody say disciples. And so all of these disciples followed Jesus around and they moved wherever he would move and they would follow him and he, he taught them and they got to watch him do miraculous, amazing things. And there was this one time in scripture where we learned about how they followed him to a place called Caesarea Philippi. Everybody say Caesarea Philippi. Now say it like this, Caesarea Philippi. Yeah, I don't really know. It's just fun to say it that way, you know, right? And so they followed him to this place, and this really amazing moment happened while they were there. Jesus asked them a super important question. Does anybody remember what question he asked them? 
no one well let's put it up on the screen he asked them in matthew 16 13 who do people say the son of man is now who's the son of man jesus right jesus he was referring to himself basically he was asking them hey dudes who do people say that i am right because they've all been watching him teach they've all been watching him do these miracles and so he's like i know people are talking about me what are they saying who do they say that i am and in matthew 16 14 here is what they said some say now turn to your neighbor on the left and say john the baptist turn to your neighbor on the right and say others say elijah turn around to someone behind you and say still others say jeremiah and then turn to someone in front of you and say, or one of the prophets. Yeah, they're saying it could be any one of these things. These are all the things that people are saying about you, Jesus. And that's okay, but Jesus really wasn't concerned with what everybody else was saying about him. He was actually concerned with what they thought about him and this was just leading them into making it more personal so the very next verse he flips it on them and says but what about you everybody say but what about you <laughs> say who do you say that i am that's right he asked them and guess who spoke up kids who spoke up pita everybody say pita Peter spoke up and he said what Matthew 16 16 you are the Messiah everybody say you are the Messiah you are the son of the living God say Jesus is the son of the living God so so Peter and the disciples believed this to be true about Jesus they had watched him they saw him up close they knew what he was teaching they saw the miracles that he did they talked they watched his character and they're like this dude doesn't ever do anything wrong right and so they knew that he was more than just a man he was God in the flesh he was Jesus's or he was God's son and this really is where it all starts if we're going to follow Jesus if you're going to follow Jesus, you have to believe who he is. You can't really go on a journey with Jesus if you don't really believe who he said that he was. And that was our bottom line for the day. Everybody say, believe, believe. who Jesus is. And it really is the starting place because the moment we believe, the moment we put our faith and trust in Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, he comes to, or he forgives us, first of all, and then he comes to live in us so now he can actually be our guide in this life. And then he gives us strength for the journey that we go on with him and he empowers us to carry out the things that he's gonna be asking us to do. And so that is the first thing that we learned right off the bat because that's what where everything starts we've got to believe who jesus is everybody say day one done that's right we're on day two already can you believe it i asked if you could believe it you're supposed to say no okay thank you my wife is participating thank you honey i love you so much the rest of you not so much okay everybody say day two all right, we learned about how Jesus taught some amazing truths to his disciples about the way he created them to live, about the way he created us to live, the things that he created us to do. And what we really learned is that we can trust that Jesus' ways really are the best ways. 
He's the one who created us. He's the one who knows how he created us to live best and the things that he created us to do. And so even when sometimes it doesn't make sense to us or we get confused about these things, it may not seem like the best thing for us. It's always going to be the best thing for us. And he gave us a really super helpful way to kind of picture what it is that he was talking about in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. It says this, Jesus was teaching him and he said, everyone who hears my words and puts them into practice is like a wise man. He builds his house on the rock. Everybody say the rock. The rain comes down, the water rises, the winds blow and beat against the house, but it does not fall. It is built on the rock. He goes on in verse 26 and 27, though, and says, But everyone who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man. He builds his house on the sand, the rains come down, the water rises, the winds blow and beat against the house, and it falls with a loud crash right so jesus gives us this super really helpful picture to think about and so what we talked about on that day is how jesus is teaching us is that when we follow him we're like a house that was built on the rock and it looks pretty steady and all the above it's got a good foundation there but he said if we don't listen to what he says and do what he says and trust him with that then we're like a house that's built on the sand and that doesn't really look so stable either but jesus was really trying to help us get this picture in our head of what happened happened and we talked about on that day how man it was just a real bummer that we were inside because it's kind of hard to feel the rain and see how these houses would hold up in the rain it was kind of hard to feel the wind because we've got walls up and we couldn't really experience that but we found a way around that didn't we kids didn't we kids how did we find our way around that Yeah, we found a way to create some rain, didn't we? With one of these. And we said that whenever you do this, it really does feel like it's actually raining inside, right? I mean, doesn't it feel like that's rain? I mean, it kind of feels like it's raining in here, doesn't it? All right? I mean, it really, y'all want some more? Huh? Okay. So, I mean, sometimes there's a downpour and it really rains hard. I mean, you just... You can't control. Sometimes it's a mist. Sometimes it's a downpour, right? So that was one thing. And uh, the other thing, we said the wind was a little bit hard, but we found a way around that too, didn't we? And so, you know, we could say it's getting kind of windy in here. I mean, with storms, it really blows like, I mean, it kind of feels windy, doesn't it? I mean, that feels like the wind. I mean, does that, does that feel windy? I mean, that feels kind of windy, right? So, yeah, it's, it's, it works. I mean... I mean, Jesus really wants us to feel these things. I mean, it's different when you just not not only think about it, but when you picture it and you begin to feel these things. And so um, I'm going to need a couple of volunteers up here to help me here, right here, okay, on the front row. And uh, one of you two girls, both of of y'all can come on up. It's fine. This thing, it may take both of you to hold this. I want both of you to come hold this over here like this. Put it right there. All right, one of you get on this side. One of you get on this side. All right, and you're going to hold it. All right, you got it? It's kind of heavy. All right, now where's my water gun? All right, so 
Here's the water gun. You know how to use this? All right, pump it right here. So you're going to come over here, and let's be from, let's put you in the back over here on this side. All right, so let's come right over here, and I want you to just start blasting that. I mean, it says that the rains came down, and I mean, this house is just getting pounded, and all of a sudden, the winds begin to blow, so pull the trigger right here. Oh, my gosh. Okay, stop. You destroyed my house. Why did you do that? Huh? I mean, I have to live in that, okay? That was rude. <laughs> totally rude. Okay, no, it was part of the story, all right? And so Jesus said that it came down in a crash, I mean, all of this stuff. And I mean, you can just picture that if we're living our lives and we're not trusting Jesus' words, we're kind of opening our lives to destruction like this. There's consequences to those things. It's not God punishing us. It's just he created us to live a certain way and function best, and he knows. And when we don't follow his ways, we open ourselves up to the consequences that come with not trusting him with those ways. But we sit over here, and you guys can come over here, all right? And let's start blasting this house with some water and then start blowing it. That if you listen to what Jesus says, go ahead, you can blow them. All right. I mean, it's, it's pretty firm. And stop. All right, you can stop. Good job. Everybody give them a round of applause. It's amazing. Amazing. All right, thank you very much. And this is like, you know, when we listen to Jesus' words, when we're trusting him with our lives, then we're built on a firm foundation. He is our rock all right and so this led us kind of into the bottom line for the day so when we believe who Jesus is what we learned on the first day then now we can actually for the bottom line on the second day do what Jesus says everybody say do what Jesus says now you can't really do that if you don't follow what we learned on the first day because Jesus says apart from me you can do nothing right we have to have him in our lives to be able to have him as our guide and then give us strength to carry out the things that he's asking us to do but when we do believe in Jesus then we can actually do what he says on this journey that we have everybody say day two done all right day three everybody say day three we continue to follow the disciples as they followed Jesus on this journey of life with him and they followed him all the way to the cross and we learned on that day how Peter did something that he said he would never do even if everybody else did it around him. What did Peter do that day? Yeah, I heard some of you guys say it. He denied Jesus and he, he did it two times, right? No? How many times? three times right and then what happened after the third time yeah let me hear your best rooster crow oh that's pretty good are there some might be some real live roosters in here i don't know and stop all right so uh, he felt really bad i mean J peter really felt bad when he denied jesus he had said he never would and he did and i mean god's word tells us that he wept Bitterly. I mean, he was so saddened by this. But we learned on that day about this amazing moment that Peter and Jesus got to experience after Jesus died and after he rose from the dead. He actually met them on the Sea of Galilee when the disciples had been out all night long doing what, kids? That's right, they were fishing and they caught so many fish all night long, didn't they? No, they didn't catch any fish, did they? All right, but then Jesus is on the shore, and they didn't know it was Jesus, but then this guy calls out and says to do what? 
cast their nets on the right side of the boat, and they did. And then what happened? Yes, they caught tons and tons and tons of fish, and then they knew it was who on the shore? Jesus, so they take off running to the shore, maybe Peter's swimming and all the above, and they finally get there, and they get to have breakfast with Jesus right there on the beach. Amazing moment. But what we really learn is how Jesus and Peter had this really intimate moment together. Because during that time, in John 21, 15, we hear Jesus or see Jesus saying, Simon, who is Peter, son of John, he says, do you love me? And he says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And then what did Jesus say? Feed my sheep, feed my lambs, right? And this happened two more times. Do you love me? And he goes, yes, Lord, you know that I do. Do you love me? Yes, Lord. And he said, well, feed my sheep. And so on that day, we learned that this was Jesus's way of telling Peter what? that he still loved him. He wasn't mad at him. He wasn't upset with him. He had forgiven him, and he was actually going to use him as part of his kingdom work now. Just because he had messed up didn't mean that he was going to have to go sit on the sidelines and you can't participate anymore. He said, I have a special mission for you. I want you to care for those who are now part of, going to be part of my church. And that kind of led us into seeing Jesus love Peter the way that he did in that moment led us to our bottom line for that day and that was everybody say love who Jesus loves right so when we believe who Jesus is he comes to live in us and he empowers us to do what he says and he also gives us strength and power to love who Jesus loves and I mean thank goodness that's only some people and there's just a few people out there that we have to love right no way because Jesus loves who everyone everybody say everyone all right and so sometimes it's not always easy to love everyone but with Jesus in our lives he can help us to love those who he loves all right everybody say day three done yeah we only have two more days to go everybody say day four so day four, we continue to follow the disciples as they followed Jesus after he had been raised from the dead. He continued to appear from, uh, before them, and we read about this one time where he met with them just before he ascended back to heaven. And he basically told them that he had this super special mission for them, that he was going to tell them that he wanted to go tell he wanted them to go tell everybody about Jesus, about him, here, there, and everywhere. He said, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and all the way to the ends of the earth, right? And so this was his special mission for them, but he didn't say to go out and do it right away. He actually told them to do what? Wait. Everybody say, wait. Say, I don't like to wait. I said to say, I don't like to wait. And you are not participating. That's fine. Somebody else want to come up here and do it? I'm just kidding, just kidding. All right, so much grace. So he says to wait, so guess what the disciples do? They wait, right? And he told them to wait for the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, he says, Wait for the gift my Father promised. You have heard me talk about it. John the Baptist baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, Holy Spirit. 
All right? And so they, they waited until God sent the Holy Spirit. And this was on the day of Pentecost, and they were all together, and all of a sudden there was all this commotion and these different things happening, and people were wondering what was going on, and then someone stood up. Who, who stood up again in this moment? Peter, the same guy we've been talking about over and over again, the same guy that said you're the Messiah, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God, the same Peter who denied Jesus three times, the same one that uh, uh, Jesus forgave and said you and I are good and gave this special mission to, and he stands up and hears just a little bit, remember, of what it was that he said to them. He said, fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man who had God's approval. God did miracles, wonders, and signs. Everybody say, miracles, wonders, and signs. He did all of those among you through Jesus. He said, you yourselves know this. Long ago, God planned that Jesus would be handed over to you. And with the help of evil people, he said, you put Jesus to death. You nailed him to the cross, but God raised him from the dead. And so he says, God raised the same Jesus back to life. We're all witnesses of it. So he says, be sure of this. All you people of Israel, you nailed Jesus to the cross, but God has made him both Lord and Messiah. And when Peter finished this amazing speech in front of them, all of the people felt what? broken they felt sad didn't they they were like oh no we did nail jesus to the cross we missed who it was that he was and so in acts chapter 2 verse 37 we hear that they say brothers what should we do like we've come to realize that we've made a mistake and peter tells them this he said all of you must repent which means to turn to jesus and believe in him and be baptized he says in the name of jesus christ and then your sins will be forgiven and you will receive the gift of of the Holy Spirit. And so on that day, how many people believed in Jesus and were baptized? Anybody remember? Three thousand. Everybody say three thousand. Oh my gosh, three thousand people. Can you imagine how long we would be here to baptize three thousand people? But that would be amazing, right? And so 3,000 people were baptized and they believed in Jesus and it was amazing. But it really wasn't Peter doing it. It was Jesus doing it in and through Peter. Because what had happened? They believed in Jesus. He now sent the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit was in Peter. He wasn't just following like physical Jesus around and watching him and doing whatever. He was like, now Jesus lives in me and he's guiding me on what to say. And he's giving me strength in this moment to tell all of these people and open up their hearts and minds to receive me. And all of those people did that. And so what we learned that day in our bottom line was that basically Peter stood up and shared what Jesus had done for them. And when we follow Jesus, that's how he's going to lead us too, to share what Jesus did. Everybody say share what Jesus did. And so when you and I believe in Jesus and he comes to live in us, he becomes our guide and gives us strength to be able to do what he says, to be able to love who he loves, and also as he leads us to share with those who don't know him what it is that he has done. Everybody say day four. Done. All right, day five. This is our last day. Everybody say day five. 
All right, and this is the first time that we actually began to talk about someone other than one of the 12 disciples. And we said it was another guy whose name also starts with a P. Anybody remember? Paul, right? It was Paul. Everybody say Paul. All right, and Paul was a guy who didn't follow Jesus at first. He really did not like Jesus. He didn't believe in who Jesus was. He did bad things to followers of Jesus. And then all of a sudden, his life was transformed and changed. How? What happened to Paul? He believed in Jesus eventually, but he, I heard somebody else say it over here. He was blinded by the light. Jesus got his attention, and he became blind, and then he heard Jesus talking to him, and then eventually he learned that he had a special mission for him after he came to believe in him. As a matter of fact, in Acts chapter 9, verse 15, when Jesus was talking to a guy named Ananias, everybody say, Ananias. And he was talking to him about helping Paul out. He told him that this man is my chosen instrument. Everybody say instrument. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. And so this is exactly what Paul did. Wherever Paul went, he began to tell other people and share with them about what Jesus had done for them, what he had done in his own life, and how he changed his own life dramatically. And there were so many people who came to believe in Jesus, and new churches were planted. And we still have a lot of the letters that Paul wrote to those churches, even in our Bibles today. And it all happened because Paul was willing to to go wherever Jesus was leading him, which led us to our bottom line for that day, which was this. Everybody say, go where Jesus leads. So if we're going to follow Jesus and we trust him, he's going to lead us to go and go share with other people and do what it is that he says. And we said sometimes that even may be like the Apostle Paul. He may send us to a faraway country where there's some people who haven't ever heard about Jesus there to share what he did for them. But other times it might be that he just leads us to go right across the street to our neighbor's houses or to someone at the lunch table or someone at the school we go to or the camps we go to this summer to share with them about what Jesus did and to love them the way that he leads us to love as well. The important thing is to just be looking for where Jesus is leading you and when he tells you to go, to trust him and go because you don't have to do that alone Jesus is going to be with you and he's going to give you strength to go wherever it is that he's asking you to go all right everybody say day five done let's recap really quickly day one everybody say believe who Jesus is day two everybody say do what Jesus says day three everybody say love who Jesus loves day four everybody say share what Jesus did Day five, everybody say, go, go where Jesus leads. So this is what your kids and your grandkids learned all week. And as you can see, this doesn't just apply to your kids. This applies to each and every single one of us. We each 
are responsible for coming to believe who Jesus said that he ultimately was. Apart from him, we can do nothing, and it all starts there. And when we enter into that relationship and we begin this journey with Jesus, it applies to all of us to to do what it is that he says, to love the people that he loves, to share with others what it is that he did for them, and to go wherever it is that he will lead us. And so my hope and my prayer is that all of us, not just our kids, will be open to getting ready and to get set and to move however Jesus is going to lead us to go and do all of these things that we talked about today. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for coming here. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being willing to die for us lord jesus we are so grateful for your love and your mercy and as we enter into this journey with you by believing in you we pray that you'll work in us and through us to be able to do what you say to do lead us to love others this week show us right now put it in our minds who you want us to share what you did with is maybe a family member Maybe it's a neighbor, maybe it's a friend or a coworker or our boss or someone else, but we're open to you leading us and showing us who you want us to share you with this week. We're open to where you want us to go. Lead us and give us strength to be able to do what you're asking us to do. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen.